Welcome to Suns Talk, Episode 9. We have a big one today. This is Navon and his dad. And we are going to just jump into things with today, it's the uh, June 18th, Father's Day. Big, big news. Bradley Beal traded to the Suns. Exactly. And he was traded for whom? He was traded for Chris Paul and Landry Shannon. So first thing is we are going to miss Chris Paul. We uh, actually had some Suns credit, so we bought Nivon his Paul jersey just during the playoffs. And now he was asking me if we had Amets, but we don't, unfortunately. So we don't get the guarantee to get a new jersey. All right, so get started, Nivon. So what do you think about the trade? So I think yesterday we were talking about how uh, I think they should have traded Aiton because I don't think the Wizards are going to use Paul. I think they're gonna. You think they're gonna waive them and then waive him and then he's gonna go to the Lakers. Yeah, I think he gets waived. He goes to the Clippers or the Lakers. Um, but why do you think they're waiving him? I don't think they need him. He's yeah. too old. Well, and, they, and it, what, I think the Wizards are doing a full relato, rescale. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they for the last five or six years they've kind of been a middle of the NBA, and you don't ever yeah. want to be in the middle of the NBA. That just turns out to be kind of a. You get kind of an average pick, unless you're lucky, and you get like a Devin Booker, or the 13th or 14th pick, or whatever it is. But then you also kind of are not good enough to get free agents, and you're not. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's probably what's going to happen, or they're going to trade him to somebody else. Uh, who else won that pick? Uh, uh, Landry Shannon. Okay. And I believe there were some pick swaps and stuff that are probably inconsequential as far as the Suns are concerned. All right. So... Um, what do you think that does for the Suns? I think it adds. Um, it's like it's like it's like what Chris Paul would do. It's passing, but it's younger, so it just adds like a little youth to the team. Already having Kevin Durant in the Yeah, Beal's about a year or two older than uh, Devin Booker, but he's not a point guard either. He's a shooting guard, just like Booker. So now we've got two shooting guards. Play the point guard. Yeah, they both can actually. We have point Book and point Beal. But I still think you need a, a pass-first point guard on the team. So we'll see what they do. Opens up a couple questions, uh, mainly about, you know, he's going to be making $45 million next year. Booker's going to be making a lot. Obviously, Durant makes a lot. And then there's another guy who makes a lot of money on the team. DeAndre, who I think should have gotten traded. Yeah, but I don't think the Wizards wanted him. So the question becomes... What do you do now? Do you ride it out with uh, Aiton, do you think, or do you try to move him for other pieces? I think um, the trade suggestions of, um, like, be, uh, Aiton to the Pacers for, like, uh, Heald and Turner, those are good ones. Yeah, I'd have to look up the money on that one. I don't think you can get Turner and Heald. You'd have to One of the two would be pretty good. Well, it'd have to be Turner for the money. Yeah. Because they make almost the same amount. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, maybe if you're able to add in a campaign or something and get Buddy Hill, but then again, you don't have a point guard, and how many shooting guards do you need? So, um, yeah, okay, that's important to know. So the question is, do the Suns decide to trade DeAndre Aiden for depth? Um, what do you think they should do? I think they should include Aiden on a draft day brat package because they think they have one fit. Yeah. So, okay, so the Suns should be trading, you think, on a draft day to get a package. And um, 
what would you know maybe a first round pick and get somebody yeah i still hold on my dream scenario i know it's not going to happen but i just want to put it out in the universe can we somehow convince portland to give us a third round pick for aiden i doubt it i know anyone listening to this podcast is thinking that's crazy I agree it's crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. I would love for it to happen. Though. And there's also the factor that if it were to happen, yeah. then the Hornets also might pick Scoot Henderson because they might be... You You said that Scoot Henderson needs about two years to develop. Like any any top pick needs about two years to develop unless he's it's like a LeBron James or a Weminyama. Yeah. But, um, so I think, but I think LaMelo Ball might be leaving in two, three years' time. Yeah, but I don't think you get know, because you know the, Michael Jordan just sold part of the team to his own to another group of people the, last weekend or last week. So, do you really? I mean, the new owners are going to be kind of like HP in the sense that they don't want to just sit stagnant. So I think they're going to do something. I, I think they'll make Melo stay. The one rumor I heard out there over the last few days on the radio, which could happen, is the Hornets want to get the second round pick to New Orleans for uh, Brandon Ingram, and New Orleans is actually considering Zion for the second pick, but I don't think anybody wants Zion. I, not anybody, but I don't think the Hornets want Zion. The the, the thought process is that the Hornets really, really want um, Scoot Henderson. And if they get him, that team becomes a threat for 10 years, you know. But anyway. Uh, well, a threat of what? Because Lamelo's hurt a lot. No, 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 no. The, the, uh, the, the Pelicans. The Pelicans, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamelo, you know, he had a shoulder injury or whatnot, or a wrist injury and stuff, but he's a great player. Anyway, so we'll see what happens on draft. Um, I, if people stay where they are, I honestly think that the Hornets are going to take Brandon Miller, and then the Trailblazers are either going to take Scoot or trade that pick for something. Um, I don't think they're going to try to trade Damian Lillard. So four days, I think, just when the draft is June twenty second. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's coming up. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Right. So we'll be in town, we'll listen, and then we'll do a draft day special afterwards. Um, so, Nivon, um, we, we decided to do this podcast backwards. We weren't going to talk about the old news because we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. So there was something else that happened in, uh, about a week or two ago. The Suns hired uh, their new head coach, Frank Vogel. Right. Neither one of us were a huge fan of it, but as I think about it more, I'm kind of getting comfortable with it. What do you, What is your thought about it? Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of getting comfortable with it. Okay. The nice thing is they have a good um, championship yeah, and, coach. And they also have a good assistant coach. They kept Kevin Young and they kept Fizdale. Take that for data. And uh, they also brought in Miles Simon, the local University of Arizona legend, and John Lucas III. So we have a pretty cool-looking uh, coaching staff. Obviously, the coaches aren't going to be out there and playing, but, you know. So hopefully, if they do end up keeping up DeAndre, one of those guys is going to be able to work with him and, and get him that. But you have to te- you can't teach aggression. Well, I think is um, I think no one can fix DeAndre in into and by fix I mean like make him into the number one pick, like play like that. But I think people can work on him, mm-hmm. and I think Vogel might be able just to make him that much better mm-hmm. that he becomes of trade value during like the season. Sure. trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, um, the only one who can fix DeAndre Eaton, in my opinion, is DeAndre Eaton. You, ha- you know, if he wants to be, you know, he's the one holding himself back. I'm not saying that we have to, he has to become like a jerk on the court, but if he plays with a mean streak, there's not a lot of guys other than Jokic who can stop him. I mean, this guy, 
has all the talent in the world. He could be just like Embiid, but, you know, his motor needs to jumpstart, I guess. So maybe it was a Monty thing. We'll see as the season goes on if we keep him. All right. So, and then uh, speaking of Monty. He ended up landing in Detroit for I don't know how many years, but a lot of money. Yeah, highest paid coach in the NBA right now. Yeah, and I think he got a five-year deal. Um, so that's be good for him. to see. I think Detroit's going to be good because Monty's perfect yep. for a young and up-and-coming team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where he uh, didn't do so well with his sons is kind of getting over the finish line. But you know, He doesn't really, like, he's coming into Detroit. He doesn't have to do that right away. It's not like it's not like Vogel coming in and it's like, hey, we got Kevin Durant here. We are pro- We're going to get another guy for Chris Paul. We have Booker here. You have to do something within two or three years. So you think Monty or Vogel has more pressure today? Today? Yeah. I think Vogel has more pressure because Beal just, like, got here. Yeah. And then I think um, I think Monty might have some pressure, though, mm-hmm. to um, because, like, he has to basically do what he did with the Suns. He has to mm-hmm. come in and take, like, maybe one trial year of missing the playoffs. And then they have to make the playoffs next year because that's probably his expectation because he did that with the Suns. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's why they hired him. I mean he's a great coach and the players love him and he's he's fantastic with young players and they have a bunch of young players in Detroit. Yeah. Um, so another question. Yes. Who has more pressure, Frank Vogel today or Monty Williams before the playoffs last year? Who who would have had more pressure? If today's pressure for Vogel versus two or three months ago for Monty Williams. I think Vogel because, mm-hmm. like, you're a brand-new coach mm-hmm. and you've just got another star on your team. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, that's not as much as saying be a four-seed and cruise through the playoffs like everyone expected. That's a lot of pressure, but I think it's more pr- pressure to live up to those, to have to live up to those expectations yeah. with another superstar and being a new head team, coach to this team. Well, yeah, and you've got Booker. you probably got two to four more years of a healthy Durant, and you've got Bradley Beal who gets injured a lot. So that is a lot of pressure for any coach. Um, okay, and now um, the uh, next piece of news before we end the podcast. The Denver Nuggets are in the 2023 games. Yeah, we saved that for last, but um, obviously a great team, played well. Still feel like the Suns. MVP. Yeah, still feel like the Suns potentially had a chance, but that might be my homerism if uh, Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. But I think that's one of the reasons. I think... If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, I think the Suns still would have lost. Okay. But I think they could have taken it to seven, though. Fair enough. That game six was terrible. Yeah, but, I mean, it just, you never know. But you know what? Like, we beat Denver two years ago. We swept them, and they didn't have Jamal Murray, and they didn't have Aaron Gordon at the time, and Michael Porter Jr. was just coming off surgery. So we just beat, basically, Joker and a bunch of other Jokers. Um, So... Uh, you know, I think we got a little false hope. I think Denver is an amazing team. Um, they're going to be there every year, and they're going to be our nemesis. So we've got to keep working as a Suns team to beat them. So anything else we want to talk about before we call sign off on this Father's Day? Nope. All right. So as we always end off. Go Suns. Go Suns. All right. Welcome to the Valley, Bradley Beal, and thank you everything, Chris Paul and Al McCoy. Mm-hmm.